five episode series called The Internet and Child Development. The podcast's overall theme is how the internet affects child development. It will be separated on negative and positives. The first official episode will be about the negative effects of the internet on child development. The next episode will be about the positive effects. The last episode will give parents recommendations on how we should parent our children when it comes to the internet. These episodes will focus on different age groups, specifically elementary to teenage years. I would like to point out that I'm no expert. I'm only a college student at the University of Wisconsin Madison, a psychology major and certificate in Chicago Latino Studies. I'm currently taking a class called The Psychological Effects of the Internet, a very interesting topic when I, where I have learned many things. For my final term project, I've decided to take a podcast and delve deeper into the podcast centric theme. I've chosen this topic because I'm a hopes I become a family therapist or child counselor. Not only is it important for my future profession, but as someone who wants children in the future and cares about the children of today, I believe it is important for me to learn about these topics. Things that I will be sharing are from several studies that I have read. One of my main tasks is to show my mastery of the unit that my question is answering. I'll be showing my mastery through the, uh, the podcast, specifically episodes 3 and 4. I believe that as the internet and technology rapidly grows, it is important to look for the effects it will have on the children. This podcast will serve not only parents but educators, camp counselors, daycare workers, and anyone else who works with children. I believe in today's world we often hear from negatives and about the positives when it comes to internet and child development. It is important to see both sides of the coin. Before we get into how the internet affects child development, I wanted to give a short overview into whatever in the class. It is important to share the information and tie back into their child development. My class on the psychological effects of the internet consisted of 14 different units. Each unit focused on a different aspect of the internet. I will attempt to best explain only the topics that I believe can directly connect to child development. This information will be coming from the weekly review sheet that I completed. <clears throat> unit 1, STEAM, was getting started on the internet. The unit described the many fears people have had over new technologies or pastimes. These technologies do not even need to be internet for people to be afraid of them. These new technologies are no longer feared just like many internet-based technologies and pastimes are currently feared. A few examples of curious technologies that were feared to include the pencil eraser, phonograph, calculator, ballpoint pen, bicycle, the written word, newspaper, chess, and listening to the radio. I would like to repeat that all of these previous technologies and pastimes were feared at one point. Something as simple as a pencil eraser or listening to the radio. These are important to mention because it shows that they're meaningless things that we once 
one's feared. These things are very similar in the ways we fear different technologies. For example, parents fear the use of tablets or video games for their children. Should we really be scared about these technologies or would we look back at how absurd it was? I believe it is important to note that fearing a new technology is common. We often do know the capabilities, do not know the capabilities of these technologies. It is also worth mentioning that the internet is much bigger uh, technology than the Bob Boyce pen or calculator. It seems as if the capabilities of the internet, tablets, video games, smartphones are endless. We are connected to unknown world and it is honestly fair to fear our children using these powerful internet-based technologies. So how much should we fear it is a question we should be answering. Should we even be fearing it at all? A lot of the topics in the class are not specifically related to child development, but I believe in one way or another it connects back. Unit 2's topic was about learning via the internet. The unit described five fundamental principles of learning on which internet-based higher education capitalizes. These five principles are better mastery, optimized performance, deepened memory, more critical thinking, and enhancing writing skills. These five principles of learning via the internet are connected on higher education. So why is this important for child development? I believe it is important to mention the five principles to see what children will go through in their futures. Knowing these principles allows to prepare the children for success. Continuing with education, Unit 3 tackled education via the internet. There are five challenges that college students face today, and internet-based education can tackle these challenges. The first challenge is large, full of lecture halls. Large full lecture halls make it difficult for students to focus and feel comfortable in a learning environment. Colleges can combat this by making lectures much smaller and separated sections into discussions. Another challenge is impersonal teaching. This challenge can be tackled with discussions. Discussions allow for smaller, more personal learning environment where you can discuss what is being taught. The third challenge is a lack of flexibility for students struggling work and studies. This can be tackled by accommodating the busy schedules of students. Professors can give the students more chances on assignments by making today's spaced out and allowing the students to work on their own pace. The fourth challenge is the rising cost of textbooks. Widespread mobile usage and a need for broader access have led to educational resources. This challenge can be tackled with online textbooks that are usually much cheaper than regular textbooks. They allow for students to update to the most recent version of the textbook much easier. The fifth challenge is digital and informational literacies. Identifying and developing new student competencies digital information in the 21st century. This challenge can be tackled 
by using online classes. Online classes give the students the ability to absorb and teach information while also creating added value. These challenges are geared towards college students, but I believe they connect back to the education of children. We were able to see how different internet-based learning can tackle challenges that students face. It is important to know that there are positive effects for education that are the result of the use of internet. continuance in the next few topics around the internet that focus on communication, broadcasting, and socializing. These topics are huge components of how we use the internet. Every day we are text messaging someone using FaceTime or social media. Internet is a huge reason as to why we stay connected to different people in our lives. My mother uses her Facebook <coughs> and FaceTime app to to stay connected with family back in Mexico. She's able to meet all of her nieces and nephews who were just born and continues to make a strong connection with their mother and sisters. She's currently visiting Mexico and it's as far it's as if she never left. She's able to do this because of the internet. Children use these components of the internet every day as well. They communicate with their friends and easily access access to a phone call by their parents. Therefore, it's important to explain what I have learned in these units. Even if it's not specifically on child development, it will be connected with them. Unit 4 was communicating via the internet. This unit answer many questions that we have have when it comes to the internet. Is the internet making our communication weaker? Making our inter- interpersonal communication more formal? The simple answer is no. The internet is not making our communication weaker, nor is it making our interpersonal communication more informal. Many people believe the internet is causing this. We see people use the acronyms like OMG or LOL, and the uses of acronyms are not something new. The internet did not create this. We have to find quicker ways of communication regardless if it involves the internet or not. I believe this connects with child development and by showing that we should not when it comes to children quickening their communication by using acronyms for fear of becoming one. The five's topic revolves around broadcasting via the internet. We need to describe times in which mass communication is intended or not intended. This may be something like a video going viral to where many people have seen it. You can see this with the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. This was an intended mass communication that went viral. It was awareness for the disorder. Or an example of something going viral but was not intended to was a man who was called, called in sick shown at a Halloween concert party that went viral. This one is Fox finds out and knows the man was fine. 
children have the ability to see viral videos, but they also have the ability to be a part of viral videos. Thanks to sites like YouTube, there are more child stars popping up on the website where they reach up to 100,000 plus views on their videos. Should we be concerned about the children's ability to go viral? I believe what we should be worried about is letting children know that they are able to do this and teach them how to be wary of it. Viral is not always a bad thing, but it can come up, come with bad things, and the children are not careful when using the internet. The sixth topic is was about socializing on the internet. Socializing on the internet is one thing many people worry about children doing. We do not know who they can be socializing with or what they're socializing about. Socializing has grown due to the easy access of it. Many apps have added features to make socializing easier. We see this with Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, even video games have features that allow for conversations to be done. We will dive deeper into what we should do when it comes to this in our fourth episode. Should we limit these conversations? Should we not allow it at all? topics I believe should be shared are perceptions and attention and the internet as well as personality on the internet. One thing we worry about is how will children be affected when it comes to attention. We also worry about internet use affecting the personalities. Even that explains that the internet is unlikely to be changing our attention. There can be four reasons as to why it is unlikely for the internet to affect us. One of them is taking short, controlled breaks on the internet doesn't harm attention. But rather, it proves attention. It is also not believed that our brains are being rewired by the internet, which signifies that our attention is not being altered. There's no scientific evidence that our attentional span has increased or decreased over the past several decades. Also, other human inventions, such as reading, which have been around considerably longer, have not reviewed or rewired the human brain. To continue with the next topic, another worry we have is how our internet usage is affected by our personalities. For some people with a prevalence of specific personality traits, studies on for the big five factor personality theory. These personality traits are openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. All these were found to have low variance when it came to internet usage. These are most of the topics that I have learned about in my class that I believe are necessary to share to set up this podcast. Giving an idea on different interactions of the internet with different aspects and connections. Child development starts off in the right direction. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Next episode, we will be going over the negative effects of the internet.